is Mr. Shane Reed. Yeah. Mike and Debbie's son, we're excited for him. Never been water baptized in his life. Gave his heart to the Lord when he was younger. And what I like about Shane is he's resilient. If you know his story, he's been through some things in the last year or two, some health problems and things going on in his life, but he keeps getting up. And we know the reason that he keeps getting up and that he keeps serving the Lord is because of God and the strength that God's put inside of him to help him get better and better each week. And we celebrate that today. We celebrate the baptism today, the old life going down as new life in Christ coming up and declaring that to all of you. It's his public confession to all of you. So because of that, Shane, I'm going to have you hold your nose there. I'm going to baptize you in the name of the Father, Jesus, his Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now you guys can stand. We're going to celebrate. He's going to come on down here to the front in just a minute. So he gets dried off a little bit. I'm going to turn this over to Carlin. You guys come through and congratulate him, love on him, and tell him how proud you are of him. Let's have some church. Yeah, let's do it.
Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. You're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my
to light from death to life that's what we've experienced let's live it let's praise him I don't ever want to be guilty of, of holding back praise to the Lord because my life has changed are you happy I mean come on really we've got a reason to live we've got a reason to shout we've got a reason to praise and I'm doing it I'm gonna do it and I it's awesome to do this together with you guys so glad you guys choose to come and worship um, you guys online man I hope you're singing it out I hope you're praising this is a great thing it's a great thing it's a great thing it's a great thing great are you Lord and greatly to be praised father we praise you right now Lord I hope every heart in here is turned to you and tuned to you God and ready to receive what you have for us God not only through this worship time as we give to you, but what we receive from your word. I pray for Rick as he brings your word today, God. May you give him the boldness, the confidence, the strength, the, just the courage, the wisdom, the knowledge. Follow just all wrapped up into one and give us what we need, Lord. And may we use it for your goodness, your glory, and for us as well. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Say hello to somebody this morning. Good morning. 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 What a great time worshiping together. What a great time me breaking this iPad case. Forgot I had it on there. Thank you, Carlin and the praise team. I love, 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 love to worship. How many of you worship outside of Sunday morning? Good, 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 good. It is a 24-7, really, not just singing and praying and worshiping, just living your life as a worship to God. Everything you're saying, everything you're doing, how you're acting, whew, it's all worship, right? So, Merry Christmas. We are in the middle of this series. We've got one more week after this week. Uh, last week we talked about that she said, five people listened, she said yes, last week is what we talked about, this week, still Merry Christmas, but she had a song to sing, she had a song to sing, and again we're talking about Mary, uh, last week we talked about how she said yes, and how God broke into history by bringing this surprise announcement to Mary, uh, this peasant girl in Nazareth. And, and, and Mary's response was how we should respond when God drops into us, I want you to do something. 
I need to use you, utilize you to do something for my kingdom. Our response should also be, yes, whatever it is, so be it, I'll do it. Okay, we talked about that last week. Um, This morning, let's turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, and we're going to be in verses 46 through 55. Encourage you also to come out on Wednesday nights. Same God shows up on Wednesdays as Sundays. Love to have you with us. We're, we're uh, studying how to build good habits as Christians, as believers. So join us on Wednesday nights. We have something for your kids to help train them up, your teenagers. Be a part of what we're doing on Wednesdays. Luke 1, 46 through 55. Now this is... Uh, Mary's response to the greeting she got from her relative Elizabeth when she went to visit her after she's given this news that she's going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit and carry the Savior of the world. So she goes to visit Elizabeth and Elizabeth greets her. Uh, Mary's, you know, hello, I'm here, triggers a reaction from the womb because Elizabeth was pregnant as Gabriel told Mary. And the baby inside Elizabeth, which was John the Baptist, leaps inside the womb because of the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit because of Mary and her response to what God's doing in her life. So after Elizabeth is telling her that she's favored and she's loved and how great that, the, you know, you're carrying my Lord and Savior. And this is Mary's response, okay? We're going to read through this and talk about this this morning. 46, Mary responded... Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. Oh, how our souls should praise the Lord. Verse 47, how my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one is holy and he has done great things for me. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful. For he made this promise to our ancestors, to Abraham and his children, forever. Let's pray. Father, again, I thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Lord, every day that we wake up is a blessing and it's an opportunity for us to share your love with others, God. And I thank you for that this morning. I thank you for this church, our opportunity to gather together in freedom. And Father, I pray that we don't take that for granted as we once did. Lord, that we would take every opportunity to come together with other believers and be encouraged and be in your house and be uplifted and be drawn to you and your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this scripture, Mary's, she's given this amazing testimony, this amazing song of praise of how to respond to God as he's broken into her life and our lives through the coming of Jesus. When we come to know Jesus, we should be celebrating that. We should be praising. We should be glorifying him every single day of our lives. 
And especially every time we come together as a body of believers. And I want us to, to, to learn a few things from what Mary said in this song that she's singing out. And the first one, this, this is actually called the Magnificat. If you study this, this song is. But the first thing I want us to see is she is rejoicing and she is praising her God. Now that should be evident in every single one of us as believers that we rejoice and we praise our God. And we do it with everything we have. And we don't hold back. Like Harlan just mentioned, we don't hold back our praise. Don't get shy in your praise. Okay? In verses 47 and 48, she exclaimed, My soul praises the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Now, she is doing this despite almost certain humiliation that she's going to have because she's unwed and she's pregnant. Yet she's going to praise her Lord, praise her God. She decided to magnify the Lord and rejoice in God her Savior. Nothing that day was going to steal her joy. Nothing. We go through things in life. And we have to decide in our spirit, in ourselves, that nothing is going to steal my joy. Because it's found in the Lord. So no matter what's coming my way, it's not going to steal the joy that I have. Okay? There are times in my life, through the years, especially now the last couple years as a pastor, where I've had to have difficult discussions with people. That's a nice way to put it. Okay, And the reason is because people can be difficult sometimes. I can be difficult sometimes. Oh, she amen. So did Debbie Reed. What's up with that? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) But when you have these conversations with people that can sometimes be difficult and they're hard conversations, um... Sometimes those conversations take up a lot of your thinking throughout the day, right? You're, oh, man, what if, what if I would have said this? Or why did they say this to me? And it takes up time for prayer because you're thinking about that conversation. And if we're not careful, they can really affect us in a negative way, these difficult conversations with people. But if you look at the Word, you can find some encouragement in Jesus' farewell address to his disciples He told them that they're going to face sorrow when he was taken away through the crucifixion. But he encouraged them that he would come again to them through the resurrection. And then he added that no one will take your joy from you. And that puts things in perspective when you're dealing with conversations with people sometimes. Or anything in life really. That nothing or no one will take away the joy of the Lord that I have. You have to determine that in yourself before those situations come up. No matter how mean a person is to you, no matter what they say about you, no matter how hard a situation is, nothing will take my joy. Set your mind on that. Think about that. And Mary decided while facing something far heavier than my difficult conversations with people, she decided that no one was going to take away her joy. And she, again, she made those decisions, she made that decision before the difficulties even started, before she was going to be mocked and ridiculed and talked about. <clears throat> I love being talked about. 
It's an honor. Thank you. <laughs> she rejoiced in God, her Savior. And just as we should always remember to do that, we've got to rejoice because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Another thing she did is she recognized God's grace in verses 48 through 50. She's recognizing the grace that she had received. He took notice of his lowly servant girl. I am so glad that the Lord took notice of me. I'm so glad, I'm sure you are, that he took notice of you. And he chose to send his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for us and to pick us up out of the mess that we made of our own lives and then let us surrender to Jesus, our Savior, and turn things around for us and give us eternity in heaven. He took notice of this lowly servant girl and she knew she was blessed. She recognized that great things had been done for me. And all of it was a result of God's mercy, his grace. A few weeks ago, what did we celebrate? Thanksgiving, okay? Did you know that one of the best ways to grow in understanding the grace of God is by thanking him a lot? We don't do that enough. We wait till Thanksgiving and then we remember all the things that God does for us. Let's just think about how many things throughout our day we could stop and thank God for, okay? Let's walk through a day. That's easy to say everything. Let's, let's name them out because we should be thankful for a lot of things that we just kind of go with and expect to happen. We should be thankful first thing when we wake up. Life is precious. Shouldn't take a day for granted. We forget that sometimes until it slaps you in the face and you lose someone. Okay? Don't take life for granted. So when we wake up every day, thank you for another day. When I get up and I'm able to walk to the bathroom, thank you that my legs are working because some people don't have that right now. Thank you that I'm able to walk. It may be with a little bit of, ooh, slept rough last night, but I'm walking. I'm able. Thank you for that. Thank you for the bed I just got out of. Some people don't have one to sleep on. Thank you for that. Thank you for sheets and blankets. I haven't even made it out of the bedroom yet. I would say thank you for my wife that's laying next to me, but right now I'm laying in the basement because my back don't like our mattress. <laughs> Thank you for this toilet. You guys started with an outhouse. You Just saying. You imagine now in the wintertime, you guys got to go? It's outside. See ya. Okay, thank you for the toilet I get to use. Thank you for the sink to wash my hands in. And most of you guys, use it. <laughs> Wait, how many times I've been in this bathroom and I don't hear no water running after you go? You just leave and then you want me to shake your hand. <laughs> ah, it should just take you 10 seconds. I know the ladies do, most of them probably. <laughs> All right, back, let's get back on track. Thank you for this toothbrush and this toothpaste that I can clean my mouth because it stanks in the morning. Yeah. 
all those movies of couples kissing the next morning, whatever. <laughs> Me and Sarah don't get near each other until those teeth are brushed. <laughs> okay? Thank you for the clothing that I have. Thank you for the shoes that I have for my feet. You guys, we don't understand how blessed we are. How many things we just take for granted. And we just leave it at thank you for this day, God. Thank you that I have some breakfast to eat today because a lot of people don't. Thank you for my family that's getting ready in the house with me. Thank you for blessing me with them. Thank you for the vehicle I have to get me where I need to go because some people don't have that. And it may be 10 years old, but it's running and it it does what it needs to do. Thank you for safety on the way to my job every day because there's some crazy drivers in the world. And some of them are in here. (laughs) Thank you for the job that I have. Thank you that I'm able to provide for my family. It may not be the dream job that I wanted, but you blessed me and enabled me to work and you gave me the job to provide. Thank you. Thank you for the people I work with because they're a blessing. I could just go on and on throughout one day of things to be thankful for and then do it again the next day and the next day and the next day because God's good and he shows us grace and mercy. And the proper response to these, this incredible outpouring of grace and love that God gives us is to turn around and live a life of thanksgiving and appreciate it. And Mary acknowledged that it was all a matter of God's grace and we should do the same. He gives us grace. He gives us favor. He gives us mercy every single day. Also, Mary is declaring the victory of God in verses 51 through 53. His mighty arm has done tremendous things. He has scattered the proud and haughty ones. He has brought down princes from their thrones and exalted the humble. He, was, he has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away with empty hands. If you look at this, Mary's song is similar to the one that Hannah had prayed back in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Hannah prayed, my heart exalts in the Lord. Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord. Hannah worshiped with the words, there is none holy like the Lord. Mary worshiped by saying, holy is his name. Hannah exclaimed, talk no more so very proudly. And Mary said, he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. Hannah declared, the Lord makes poor and makes rich. He brings low and he exalts. And Mary declared, he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. And I love that she was just simply declaring the victory of God. So simple, yet so powerful for us to do. And she did it using some of the thoughts and words of Hannah, someone that was 1,000 years before her. So she grew up in the synagogues and, and, and studying the word of God. She knew. And she was declaring this victory Because of God. And she did all this, remember, in a moment where she's vulnerable. Just just before she's heading back to Galilee and probably shortly before the residents of Nazareth are going to start to talk about her because she's pregnant, she's showing, she's going to get shamed, she's unmarried, she's going to give birth to a son 
who eventually is going to get crucified. This could be a possibility for her as well because of the situation that she could be killed. But she declared the victory of God over all those who portrayed themselves as proud and powerful. We should do the same. Declare the victory of God. Mary also wanted to be part of what God was doing right then and for future generations. I want to be right in the middle of what God's doing right now. But I also want to be part of it because I know what's coming for my daughter, for your kids, for your grandkids. I want to be part of their future as well. And what they see happen in Orchardville Church. One day they'll be up here leading worship. One day they'll be up here speaking and sharing the word. One day they'll be the greeters and ushers. And we want to be right in the middle of it now and for the future generations of this church. I want this church to have an impact on people's lives a thousand years from now, if the Lord tarries. I don't think he will. But on into the future when I'm gone, I want this still to be strong and declaring victory in God and us to be a part of it. Again, she drew from, from the prayers of Hannah a thousand years before her. So and also in verse 50, she re- reflected back upon what God had done in the past in rescuing his people. He shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. And then in verses 54, 55, she's talking about God's faithfulness to Abraham and their descendants. He has helped his servant Israel and remembered to be merciful for he made this promise to our ancestors to Abraham and his children forever. God wants us, as we celebrated 40 years not too long ago, to connect with what he's done in the past, what he's doing now, what he's going to do in the future. Mary's connecting with the promise to Abraham that was made over 2,000 years ago. And she, through all of this, she had a song to sing. She had worship and praise to give to God. We all, each one of us in here, have our own song to sing to God. Just like Mary did. We have a song to sing. And you don't think about it like that, but when we pour out our worship and our praise and we acknowledge who God is in our life, that is a song you are singing out to him. Even if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, you have a song to sing. And it's called your testimony. I have a song to sing. I'm going I'm to attempt to sing my song right now, and I'm not singing. But I'm just going to recognize God for who he is in my life. And if we have a handheld microphone, I might need that in just a second. I might steal one. But here's Rick's song. Okay? God, I thank you that I'm a child of yours. God, I thank you that I was raised with a mom and dad who loved you, who trained me up in your ways. God, I thank you that even though I was raised in that house, I didn't always serve you with all of my heart, but you still loved me through it. God, I thank you that even though I turned my back on you and and sinned and did things against your word, if 
Father, I thank you that while I was having premarital sex, you were never leaving my side and you never stopped loving me. God, I thank you that as I struggled in my life with lust and pornography, that you didn't cast me away, but you forgave me and restored me. God, I thank you that you blessed me with a wife who loves you just as much as I do. God, I thank you for the gift of my kids. And what a blessing they were. He was and what she is. God, I thank you for strength to face every day when I don't want to. God, I thank you for good times. God, I thank you for the hard times because, God, I can still learn in both of those for what you have for me. God, I thank you for helping me get an education. God, I thank you for all the people that I've got to meet through the years that have poured into me, God. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity I have at Orchardville Church with this great group of people. And no, I'm not politic and father for what's going to happen at the end of this service. I'm just thankful for the opportunity. And God, I'm thankful that I've seen you be faithful to this church in the midst of difficulties and storms and things that we've had to face, that your hand has never come off of this body. Lord, we have, may have got things wrong, but you never do. And you are faithful, and we're seeing that, God. You are blessing. You are bringing increase. And I thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for each person in this room that I call family. Lord, that has, that has carried us through a difficult situation this year. And they continue to do so. God, this is my song to you. We all have that song in us that God has placed in us. I'm going to borrow a mic. You already got the number? He got it. Number one. I'm going to give somebody maybe one or two, an opportunity to just sing your song out to God. Sing it out, that victory that he's placed in your life. Tell him as you praise and you worship through your own song this morning, just like I did. Maybe it's five seconds. Maybe it's a minute. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to just sing your song. Not literally sing, but to tell about what God's done in your life. Volunteer. That's disappointing. Let me, let me preach a little bit. That's disappointing when given an opportunity to praise your God and the hands don't go up right away. Anybody want to share your song? has brought me through so many things there's no way that I can tell everybody we've we were out in the world for a lot of years we was in our 40s before we decided to come to church and 
the devil stole a lot of things from us during the years and took a long time to realize what he was doing to us, but once we did, we got in and he forgave us. He's still forgiven us. He helped us through all our losses with losing children and losing family and friends and so blessed to have him to help us through all these things. And we're so blessed to have the family we have. Everybody's doing better as the years have gone by, not due to our teaching, but God's. And we're so thankful to have our son here with us because a massive double stroke like he endured, he could not be walking or anything. So we're so thankful he's here. I praise God for all he does from us from morning till night every day, all our lives. He's so appreciated. And life without Jesus is not good for anyone, and we're so thankful he's with us. We love this church too, our pastor and everyone here. We praise him through all things. Amen. Amen. have a song. I don't really know how to start. Um, I want to start by, by being thankful that I'm here, that I'm still around, because when I tried to live life by my own way, my only way was ending it. And so I'm glad that I'm able to just live and to be given that gift of life, to be brought, to, to, to have been able to, to have died with Christ and come back up and, and live for Christ, I'm sorry. I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've been given to reach out to others and spread that love with them, even though I'm growing more in it and I'm, I'm getting better as I try and I do try. I'm thankful for the love and community that I've been given by this church and by my experiences with, with camp and, and youth group and all the people that have been brought in my life that have reminded me that I am, I, I belong and that I am, I am loved, I am loved by God. I am thankful for that love that I am shown every day, even as I struggle. I am thankful for, for every time I stumbled, I was not cast away and that I am given the gift of understanding that. I am thankful that I've been shown forgiveness and that I can show forgiveness to others. And I am thankful that when I have hard times, I do not look upon my own ways, I look upon God's ways and that I've been given the ability to open up my heart and my mind. I'm thankful for my family and for my friends. I'm thankful for the love that I've been able to be shown by a, a partner that loves Christ as much as I do and that we support each other in that and that I'm given this opportunity right now even but I have so much to be thankful for that I can't even begin to say but I just all of it Amen, Amen. <laughs> and I feel like there's one more I want to hear from from over here so if that's you 
I'm going to wait. Someone over here that just wants to tell God what he means to you and you want to be thankful. I'm not too much on talking, but I have definitely been blessed. I, I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, left for a while, uh, come back. I'm very blessed to be a part of Orchardville Church. Uh, and uh, the latest thing that I'm thankful for, I have a grandson. He was a year, a year and two months old and had him to Peoria to some fancy doctors. And he could barely kind of hold his head up. You had to be careful when you picked him up. And he, he wasn't crawling. He wasn't where he should have been for that age. And we were getting a lot of bad news. You know, he might not be able to walk. His muscles wasn't developing like they should. And uh, so I had this song in my head from a guy that I built a studio for and uh, the song was Higher Power it's the words say in the name of Jesus we're going to take control to higher power so after about three days of that I went down and told my daughter I said we're going to pray for Hunter and, and we did and ever since he's been getting better scrolling, setting up all kinds of things and for Thanksgiving, I said, well, I don't really understand it. I can't really explain it, but maybe the doctors would like to explain it. But I praise God for being a God that's real, that can answer prayer, and that you don't have to live life on your own. When you go through the hard times, he can be there with you. Amen. set this right here, Carlin. They sang that song today, What He's Done. We all, again, have a song to sing like Mary did. We all have praises and thanks and ways that we can, we can express that to the Lord. If you guys will stand this morning. We've got, some of you may have already started these. We've got Christmas get-togethers coming up. Maybe they've already started for you, but in the midst of those get-togethers, we have an opportunity to sing our song to the people we get together with. We have an opportunity to let people know, even people in our families that may not know the Lord, we have an opportunity to share about who Jesus was and is today, his birth and who he is to you right now. You have that opportunity. You know, we can complain about the busyness of Christmas and the holidays and worry about how those, these conversations are going to go with our families, or we can rejoice through what God has done in sending his son, Jesus. We can grind our way through this season, trying to fulfill all the expectations of the people in our families expectations of ourselves or we have everything we have because of God's grace. We can become discouraged when we get together with our families because of differing social things that we have or economic things for the government or we can declare that God is in control and God's already brought the victory to all of us. But most importantly, it's about Jesus. 
It's about God sending his son, God sending his one and only son. This is, this is what we can sing about. If nothing else, God sent his son to walk on this earth, a sinless life, for him to be crucified for my sins, for your sins, for all of us. For him to be crucified and die on the cross, for him to be resurrected and defeat death. For him to ascend into heaven and be in God's right hand. And by accepting Jesus as our Savior, we are guaranteed eternity in heaven as we believe on him and know that he is who he says he is. If nothing else, we praise God for that. So this morning as we open up the altars for this time of prayer and worship, I'm going to encourage you to come down and sing your song. And again, we're not talking about a melody you're, you're crying. Hey, maybe it comes out like that. I just want you to come up and sing your song to God. Thank you for this. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for restoring family. Thank you for the love that you poured out on me repeatedly through difficult times. Thank you, Lord. Sing those songs this morning at this altar. Sing them out to him. Take a moment to sing your song that God's placed inside you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, please come this morning. Please come this morning. Like Debbie said, life without Jesus is very, very, very difficult. So please come this morning. But if nothing else, please just come sing your song out to God and thank him for all that he's brought you through and name those things off. If you're dealing with something you need prayer this morning, I'd, like, I'd love to pray for you. We believe in healing. We believe in miracles. Just come this morning and spend some time singing that song out to God.
something with you guys and I'm gonna let Lisa share something real quick. But as this song I'm talking about that we need to sing out inside each of us, I'm gonna try to say this how I feel like God's dropping it in me. Some of you guys have been hit with a mute button from the enemy and you're not able to sing your song right now because he's telling you to be quiet. I wanna remind you that probably all the battles in the Bible were preceded with praise and worship and shouting. They were sent first to get victory. So no matter what the enemy tries to tell you, no matter what he's trying to say to you, no matter if he's trying to hit that mute button on you, you sing your song to God. You praise him, you worship him and press through what the enemy's trying to shut up. Okay? I want you to know that this morning. Sing your song. He has he doesn't have that control over you. And she wants to share just real quick something God's laid on her heart. You know, many of you don't know me here, and I'm sorry I have an emotional day, but each of us go through something. And if you look to the person to the right and the person to the left of you, I want you to take a look at them. You know, I thank God every day that he sees my heart because there are times that I do things and others perceive it as wrong or mean or disrespectful or whatever it is. But the fact that God judges me by my heart and knows that true feeling and that true thought that I have, we all go out and we want to have the perfect hair and the perfect clothes and, you know, the perfect style. And, and unfortunately, that's what the world looks to is... You know, what color are you? What, what, um, what's your hair look like? We can hang out. What's your clothes look like? Especially in, when you're in school. You know, they see the, maybe the bad behavior of someone, whether it's a child or whether it's an adult. We don't take the time to look at the heart of those people. And if you don't start understanding those people by their hearts, by their past, not holding it against them, but learning from it for them and to help them know that they can get through that. You know, I always thank Rick and Sarah for being so real about what they're going through because if you're not real about it, others that go through it that are mourning and feel like they can't accept what they're going through And then they see them going around all happy and singing and praising and they don't show this real side of it. It makes you feel like you're alone. And that's exactly where Satan wants you. He wants you to be by yourself. That's why we're called to come and and be social. We were made to be social, not to be someone who is sitting in the corner. And I'm telling you, I've got anxiety and I hate being up here. But I've also got a message because God takes all that shame when you're laying at home in the dark and there's no one beside you and you can cry. That is when you cry out. You take that time. And he wants to know what we give, what our song is. And our song is, is that you keep going. You keep fighting. I don't care what the kid next to you thinks about you. I don't care what your ex spouse or ex-boyfriend or girlfriend thinks of you it doesn't matter because that's not what we're fighting for so you know I heard the best thing 
I'm always listening to different speakers. And, you know, we look at this one thing that we're going through and Satan allows us to focus completely on that one thing. And when you're so focused on that one thing that seems to be ending everything and stopping you from moving forward, that's just a scene. That's not the entire movie. Look at it as a scene and continue going. It's hard. I'm telling you, it is hard. I've had, and still Satan tries to put those coats. I just think of it like a coat, you know, what we want people to see is like that trench coat to cover everything up. And then you have another layer, and that is your, uh, maybe your shame because you were abused or because you were mistreated or because you did something um, that you think is unforgivable or you take off that coat finally and then you have um, another coat of another layer of maybe um, doubt. And that's okay, but don't dwell in each of those coats. Go all the way down to the bottom and go back to that pure white coat that God gave you. And, you know, I have to remind myself every day that God made me who I am. I'm an emotional person. I am, but I love from the deepest part of me. When I love someone, I love them good and bad, right and wrong. And that's exactly how God is to you and to you, to each one of you. He looks at you on your own. I hate standing up here crying. I hate people looking at me. But this is your story. Allow God to use that story. Aaron allows people to use his story. He doesn't dwell in that place. He allows himself to move forward. It's when you see that problem and you grow from that problem. You see that scene of your life and you continue to move forward. God will put something in your life that will help you make it through that. So don't focus on all those things outside of that big circle. Focus on that one thing that is inside that circle. And that is God, no matter what you're going through. And I have had a terrible, terrible week. And I want you guys to know that God is there for you. You can take those layers off. Don't put them back on. Amen. Amen, amen. Sing your song. Mary had a song to sing. We each have that song to sing. Don't be ashamed of it. Let God heal it if it needs healing, but sing it out. Don't be muted by the enemy.